Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What is up? Welcome back to Tomahawk. I am your host, Rob Fox. I'm joined, as always, by fellow Braves fan, Dan Holloway. You know what's funny, by the way? You're the first, I mean this literally, the first Braves fan I've ever been friends with. Oh. Uh, well, you were in St. Louis. Yeah. And that's probably not an easy it was not conversation to have. I don't know how long that rivalry has been going on, but at least since the early 2000s. Oh, uh, probably not so much in the in the 90s, but in the 80s for sure. Yeah, uh, with like Dale Murphy. Yeah, and those pretty- the Cardinals sucked in the 90s, but in the 80s they were pretty good. They they were actually really good. And then what by 2003 or four they were really good as well. They were. They, I think they made their first. Well, they made their first NLCS in '96. Right against yeah, but, the Braves, but then we two, once the century turned yeah. two thousand, they were they became perennial. Um, I actually have a buddy uh, from home coming in next week, mm. and he's become like a huge fan of the show. After I started working here, he's like, "Dude, I fucking love this," and I and watches every day and stuff. And uh, I was going to have him on the show because he's going to be here Wednesday, which is the day we usually broadcast yeah. to just uh, talk about how much him and my other friends fucking hated me for being a Braves fan. <laughs> and he's a Cardinals fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, well, big Cardinals fan. He might be happy here pretty soon. Uh, uh, yeah. In the yeah. next couple of days, I guess we'll see what happens. We will talk about that. But first, um, leading off with some non-Braves stuff, even though this is an Atlanta Braves podcast, we have a fun, I don't know why, but it entertained me a lot, this fight video from Fenway. Uh, it's on the Instagram from the baseballer, I think it's called. Uh, it's just like the fight's like almost just like hilariously pointless. If you can, if you can uh, see it, I don't know if you're watching. Yeah, I'm watching it. it. Yeah, it's funny. It's like these two dudes. Like no one's winning. No one's even getting a good hit in. It's just like these two drunk morons wrestling on the concrete, but like throwing punches. I just that's just like a win at the ballpark if you're there and that gets and that happens next to you. Yeah, I mean certainly you want to have your phone ready for that. <laughs> um. It's uh, the neither one of these guys seems to know what they're doing. It's like two like ten year old brothers fighting. Yeah, but you know, uh, the guy in the orange shirt—I guess that's an orange shirt—is um, taking some pretty meaningless shots yeah. to the side and top of the head there. But I guess the guy in the white shirt on the bottom can like walk away feeling good because he technically made contact with the guy more yeah, wouldn't that be funny if uh for like playground fights in middle school once it was done there was like some dude with a voice like a docent who came out <laughs> and, and the water is by split decision <laughs> chad <laughs> well uh, we or we, we are gonna do a show like that soon yeah uh yeah. where we just bet on and judge chechen child fighting yeah yeah we're i mean yeah we're definitely doing that <laughs> Um, I can't fucking wait. Yeah, this is funny though. I mean, I I feel like um, we need to, we really need to be a little more understanding about these kind of situations. Don't ban these guys for life. Maybe like a week. I feel right. the same thing about um, baseball. Like hockey's got it right, and football's got it right too. Like if two dudes smack each other around in the football field, there might be a penalty, mm-hmm. but dudes aren't getting injected unless they try to stab somebody. Right. But in baseball, like you. 
get into an argument with somebody and sometimes they will eject you just to prevent potential violence. Like, no, let them fight. They're professional athletes, man. You don't want, you, like, you'd rather someone, like, throw a shitty punch mm-hmm. than, uh, because baseball players aren't good at punching. Yeah. But what they are good at is uh, throwing a hard ball very quickly yeah. at someone accurately and uh, sliding into someone at, like, I don't know, call it, like, 10 miles an hour, spikes up. Yeah, there's, well, it's probably more like 15 to be honest if it's a fat if it's a quick runner it could be a fast runner it could be like in the high teens but yeah it there's a study done ice guardians mentions it it's a that's a documentary on netflix but um this english uh uh, uh hospital or not hospital research med- medical research facility did a study on the concussions before and after the NHL started penalizing fighting more. Right. And the, the injuries actually went up. Yeah. Because dudes know they can go out there and take cheap shots on people now and not have to pay a price for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's the same thing that we talked about with Manfred back in the day with the Houston Astros bullshit, where organizations and managers who probably had nothing to do with the goddamn situation got penalized, but the players themselves who were cheating did not get penalized in any way. No, the only person who remotely got penalized player-wise was... Uh, the rat. What? Right? Uh, what's his name? It was Beltran the lost pitcher. his managing job, but he was a player during... Uh, the, yeah, I guess that's true, yeah. He was a, yeah, he was a player during that season, but then lost his Mets oh. managing job, which, uh, man, that I don't know. I feel like that didn't work out for us very well. I feel like the Mets would already be in like third place of Beltran. Yeah, probably, right. You know what's funny about that, by the way? Did you ever hear the story of the time uh, Maddox uh, threw at Canseco? Um, No, I don't think so. So the Rays, it was an interleague game, and the Rays had done something, I think, regardless. They had done something, so retribution was Mm -hmm. in order. Yeah. And this is like... And Maddox can't exactly pretend like he didn't know exactly where that ball was going right Right. because he why he went he went to like a 3-0 count like 60 times in his entire career or some shit like that so yeah and so that actually comes up and there's a video of it online you can find it i think it's a whole story uh some maybe it's some braves account i can't remember it's really funny though but essentially what happened is they did something so we needed to uh reply and Maddox was like, who's up first? And Chipper Jones was telling the story, and he laughs, and he just goes, it's Canseco. So, like, the biggest, most roided dude on the team against Greg Maddox, who looks like he's a science teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and Chipper, I think, literally goes like, hey, man, no, no shame if you want to throw at the second guy. Mm-hmm. And Maddox is like, nah, I can't have people thinking I'm a pussy in the clubhouse, so I'll do it. And he threw at Canseco, and Canseco was, like, obviously he's not going to hurt Jose Canseco. Right. Like, A, because Canseco had so much chemicals in his bodies that i don't know that he felt pain yeah per se and b just maddox doesn't throw hard whatever um but so he throws at canseco and canseco looks at him like you're greg fucking maddox like i know that was on purpose yeah and then the bench is clear and i guess oral hershiser was on the team Mm -hmm. like late late career oral hershiser and he goes up to maddox and he's like come on man you you got better control than that because maddox was like oh my bad like acted like it was an accident yeah i mean i guess for the not necessarily for the other team, but for the the umpire, you kind of have to pretend like you didn't do it on yeah, so Otherwise, Maddox, you're going to immediately get ejected, right? Maddox, like, pulled a whoopsie, like, was just like, whoopsie, yeah. and then you can catch him. One thing I fucking love about Maddox, looking back at his highlights, is he had such, when he was on or did something like that, he has such, like, a shit-eating, cocksucker smile about it. He always looks like that to me. <laughs> he always looks like he's just done something. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what. By the way, uh, in his in Chicago in 92, he had 14 dudes. Um, it was almost all had to be on purpose. He he hit a he hit 137 dudes in his career over 23 years. I feel like every one of those was probably intentional. You got to think so. Not like, necessarily as retribution, but like this guy's crowding the play too much, so my shit on the outside is not working. So I'm going to hit him every time he comes up until he fucking moves. Right. That seems like a Greg Maddox thing to it me. Absolutely. Or does. it's like um, I know we're going to face these guys, and the, like I've heard him uh, talk about this. Uh, Remlinger used to tell me shit about this, um, where he'd be like. Why, why did you do this? He goes, well, I know we're going to face these guys in the playoff, and I want that to be in the back of his mind. Like, okay, man, cool. Nobody <laughs> else is even playing baseball like that. Everybody right. else is, like, trying to survive here, and you're <laughs> whatever the fuck. Ten years down the fucking road. Love that, man. We need to do just a full episode on his bullshit. I mean, that's like a dream guest. The mad pisser, yeah. Yeah, but the only thing is, like, I want to, like, find out when he's in Austin and get him in studio. Like, I don't even want him. I don't know if he ever leaves Vegas anymore. Probably not. He probably he just play, probably plays golf all the time, right? I don't, yeah. know what he, I don't even know what he does. His one of his, one of his daughters. Wait, where's Where's Mike? Is he in Texas still? I think they live in Texas. He's the St. Louis pitching coach, though. Mm. Oh, he's St. Louis, but he they don't live there. Uh, but because his daughters, I think it was Mike Maddox's. Yeah, Mike Maddox's daughter or daughters mm. went to SMU. Michaela and Lexi. Sure. So they went to SMU, and then it was they, and they, it was around the same time that I was like. My cousin was there, and I was, like, fucking around up there a lot. And I was like, I might need to marry into the Maddox family. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. I, my wife is a disappointment. But anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of disappointments, let's get into our first uh, topic here. Um, I don't think we can let Will Smith pitch anymore. No. Uh, you know, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be pitching for a team that's contending to be no. honest. I mean, um and they don't even put him in high leverage situations anymore. No. He's a he's a mop-up guy. But you know, this is something that we've seen a lot before with relief pitchers. Guys have a 70 game season and then the next season they fucking suck. Yeah. Now, to his credit, Will Smith has been pretty consistent throughout his career. He had in 14 and 15, he had back to back 70, 78 and 76 outing game, uh, seasons, although they were 65 and 63 innings respectively. So I don't know how that ranks with Johnny Venner's um, when the Braves blew his arm. To oh, pieces. way longer. But, you know, uh, after the 78 and 76 appearance seasons, he had a 26. Uh, I'm sorry, 2016 was a combined. So it was like 50. Uh, uh, 53, 54, 63, then 18 and 2020 because it was a shortened season. Then he came back at 71, and he's getting a little older now. I think it's um, it's very rare for a not not just a closer, but like a relief pitcher in general to have high outing seasons like that. Yeah, and then not have an injury or come back with bad performance. Like Luke Jackson's an example of that. He had a pretty good regular season, but blew his arm up. Um. And, you know, I, I there's something to be said about that, about uh, I, I would like to see some research. Like, how frequently does a guy have a good season after a 70-outing season the previous year? Yeah. I mean, and so... It, nothing personal or anything, but I appreciate what he did for the team last year, but this is... We're, we're talking about this year now. Yeah. I mean, no hate on the guy. Like, literally, he will always be 
always be a highlight I watch. Mm-hmm. All, like, just end of story. Like, he pitched the final out of the World Series, and honestly, the final out of an almost somehow more gratifying NLCS. Like, just watching us put the fucking Dodgers away. Yeah. Um, so he'll always, I'll always have that, and I'll always appreciate him. And I don't, he had that kind of, he's kind of like a hardo a little bit. Like, I don't necessarily love him being such a hard-ass tough guy. So, like, you see the shit with Juan Soto? No, I didn't see it. Oh, he, But it's like you throw 93, bro. So right. Calm down. Like, I understand being competitive and stuff, but him and Juan Soto get into it. And then the other thing, part of that, too, is so he was talking shit to Juan Soto or something, and Juan Soto would just did like the, oh, cry about it and mm-hmm. motion to him. And look, I love Will Smith. Like I said, pitched, you know, a highlight I'll watch forever. But, um, man, like, that's just Juan Soto mm-hmm. and you're Will Smith. Like, maybe calm down on trying to big dick Juan Soto because Juan Soto's about to be a half a billionaire. Yeah. So, and for good reason. So, I mean, but yeah, so Will Smith, he's got a 4.38 ERA. I think his ERA over the last six appearances is is like 12 or something like that. But his FIP is a full, his fielding independent pitching is a full point higher than his ERA is, which means he's not even getting unlucky. He's getting lucky to be this shitty. Yeah. And we talked about it like a week or two ago, like, I don't understand. Well, I guess it's happening now, but I said two weeks ago or something like that. I don't understand how hitters are fooled by Will Smith. No, I mean, it's all about location for him. Yeah. And if he doesn't hit his spots, then he's not going to be successful. Um, Got out to a pretty decent start in April. Had a, you know, a couple of bad outings in in May. June, another good uh, uh, period for him, but it looks like uh, since then, July's been rough. I mean, the last 30 days, he's got an 8 ERA. Uh, the last 15 days, he's got an 18 ERA. Um, but it's only four games, so it can be hard to gauge with relief pitchers sometimes. But, I mean, if you look back through the game log, it's like he had a decent inning against uh, against the Angels. Uh, but the previous game gave up a home run. That's going to happen sometimes. Uh, couldn't make it through a full inning on Tuesday. Uh, gave up, you know, three runs against the Nationals. These are like shitty teams, right? Like the the Phillies, that was legit. Uh, uh, yeah, but, who, who, who that home run? Schwarber. Yeah, Which, Na- but the Nationals and Angels, and, and then uh, you know, it, I, I can't really. That's not great. No, but even the Phillies game, by the way, though, like okay, yeah, Schwarber took you deep, and that he's Schwarber, fair enough. But like, and and they, and we won, and there, it was a big lead and stuff, but. There's still consequences to that because it got the game just close enough that we had to bring in Jansen. Yeah, so yeah, that's I mean, and, and that's kind of that's kind of the point. If you're like the third dude in the in the rotation, I guess for lack of a better phrase, there. When I say rotation, I mean when you're looking for a lefty pitcher to come in. I would say he's probably third at this point behind uh, uh, Matic and Menner. Uh, at least based on the performance that we've seen from him lately. And to be honest, he might be behind. Dylan Lee as well. I think he is. I, uh, I being a relief pitcher in Major League Baseball is like being a fucking running back in the NFL. Like yeah, you don't, you don't pay for these people unless they're a generational closer, and you use them in situations until it doesn't work anymore, and you fucking trade them somewhere else and let them start over. That's just, I mean it. It sucks, but that's how it is. Like how many fucking how many middle relief pitchers do you see stay on a team their whole career? It's just not how it works. You know, it's I mean? rare. I mean, yeah, it's literally like. 
Trevor Hoffman or something. Yeah. So but, Will but, Smith actually has the lowest uh, fielding independent pitching on the team mm-hmm. of anyone who's like a regular appearance. Right. But so, Dylan Dylan Lee is uh, one. He's twenty seven, so he's not going to run into some of the uh, issues on the back end of the season, right? Uh, from being tired. But he's one thirty eight ERA. He's pitched twenty games, twenty six innings. Uh, his WHIP is point eight one. That's what you want. Uh, out of a lefty reliever now against left-handed batters, which is about uh, a third of his appearances, 139 batting average, 222 slugging, and he does well against righties as well, 233 batting average and a uh, 367 slugging percentage. So uh, definitely better. So what I said before, that applies. Matzik is better than, uh, than Will Smith. Dylan Lee better than Will Smith. Even AJ Mentor, despite having a rough outing recently, yeah. has pitched extremely well this year. Well, and then I mean, even like Jackson Stevens. Well, he's a righty. I'm just saying, just oh, from lefties. just from yeah, lefties, yeah, yeah. like he's. And now Kirby Yates is up at AAA. He's going to be up soon. Honestly, I can see Will Smith getting DFA'd as soon as Kirby Yates is ready to come up. Because right. I don't know who else you send down from this group of relievers. It's not going to be uh, Mentor or Matt. It could be Chavez, maybe. But Chavez is pitching great, he, though. Yeah, he's kind of like a mop-up dude. Like, if they want Minner just to – or not Minner. If they want Will Smith just to hang out and come in and blow outs in the fourth inning and pitch two or three innings, that, I guess that's fine. But that's not really who he is as a relief pitcher. He's, uh, To my knowledge, he's never done that in his career. If you look over his career stats, usually less innings pitched than games in, right? So he's mm-hmm. been used as a specialist a lot, not as a long reliever. Jesse Chavez can throw you three innings. Right. So I think there's a decent chance – that Will Smith gets DFA'd when Kirby Yates is ready. Would not be surprised. Which sucks. I like him a lot. And I mean, he was very cool about them bringing Jansen in in the offseason. Like, he was a team player about it. Like, he told Anthopolis, he's like, dude, I don't care when I pitch. I just want another parade. So add whoever you want to the bullpen. I mean, that's a good attitude to have, but you still got to perform. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't a... This isn't like a fucking charity situation, bro. St. UNICEF. Yeah. Um, so. It, it, it is what it is. I hope he turns it around because he is, I assume, against lefties in particular, if he can figure it out. I say this, like, I don't know how you're fooled by Will Smith, but I don't know. I also don't know how a left-hander gets wood on that slider. Uh, yeah, that's tough, but you got to be able to fucking locate. Yeah the fastball on the outside corner. Otherwise, the slider is very clearly a ball, right? Oh, it's never so, a strike. Yeah, he so, never throws it for well, a strike. I know, yeah, it's, but it doesn't, at no point does it look like a strike if you know the only thing he can locate out there is that pitch. You right. know what I mean? So that that's really his big problem. And to be honest, that's a problem that dudes solve all the time. So who the fuck knows, right? Yeah, I mean, it's such a fickle thing that they figure it out quickly or sometimes they just die. By the way, I looked up Johnny Venters that season that Freddie Gonzalez uh, ran him into the fucking ground. Yeah. Uh, 85 games, Mm. 88 innings pitched. The year before, only 79 games, but he did throw 83 innings. Good Lord, man. I mean, Johnny Venters should... Sue Freddie Gonzalez. Yeah. Actually, the entire Braves organization should sue Freddie Gonzalez. He was the worst manager he's we ever so had. He's so fucking bad. He's such a piece of shit. Um, but whatever. Next up, kind of some bad news for the Braves, I guess. I mean, because this is another guy I like, uh, but he wasn't performing either, and now he's done for the year. Adam Duvall <clears throat> out for the season, so the Braves left field situation 
is in flux because it was basically a platoon between him and Eddie Rosario. Now it's not. They're throwing uh, uh, Azuna out there a little bit. Some, to borrow a phrase from J.J. Redick, firefighter or plumber named Mike Ford (laughs) is uh, also on the team right now. Uh, So here's the thing that's interesting. And the Yankees got Ben Attendees. But here's the thing that's interesting. We, last week or whatever, when we talk about the trade deadline, we were like, I think a starter. I think a starter makes sense uh, in the rotation, whatever. How does this change the fucking equation for what they're going to go out and do at the trade deadline, hopefully do at the trade deadline? Well, I think it definitely puts um, some pressure on them to get a deal done for uh, an outfielder of some sort, I think. Um, so And the market as I mentioned, has shrunk because Penitendi is gone. He's a Yankee now. Yeah, there's uh, Ian Happ is still out there. Uh, he's he's a switch hitter, and he's hitting 346 against left-handers uh, with good uh, 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 advanced stats as well against left-handers, um, which is something that's nice to throw out there. I mean, look, to be, to be honest, worst-case scenario, you're going to platoon uh, Ozuna and, and Rosario out there. Right. Um, Ozuna's bat has been pretty consistent this year, I would say. Like, he's a streaky home run hitter, but he's not going into huge slumps or anything like he's been prone to do previously in his career. So yeah. he's doing okay. His defense is terrible. It's, I mean, it's like cost you a game terrible. Yeah. Especially in October. Yeah. Like, that's, it's un, you can, I guess, like slap it together, you know, with duct tape and shit during the regular season, maybe, but like, you straight up cannot have Marcelo Zuna in your outfield in October. No. I mean, but the the interesting thing about it, like this is the worst case scenario is they platoon and then, you know, you get the opportunity to use William Contreras at the DH spot yeah. more, which is good. Uh, he He's like the rate stats aren't necessarily something that you're worried about if you're the other team with him probably, but he is, uh, you know, a 340 on base percentage for a guy that doesn't play every day, that's pretty fucking good. His OPS oh, yeah. is like in the mid sevens. That's pretty good. Yeah. And he will definitely run into one. I expect him to have a big home run or two, kind of like Jorge Soler did in last postseason. Because yeah. he's just that guy. Like he like he he plays well in those situations. So, you know, worst case scenario, we're kind of losing a little bit of defense in left when but only when there's a left-handed pitcher on the mound right which is only about what 20 percent of the time in major league baseball yeah so, although you might well you probably would uh and i guess this isn't affected but presumably if the game gets later stages and there's no longer a righty on the mound you might move duvall into for rosario for defense yeah but i mean that's going to be heredia right, right so it's not like that, he, yeah you don't lose much there um but yeah i think uh, honestly a best case scenario they make a move there's also that uh ref schneider kid from uh our dude not kid from uh from boston who's for some reason doesn't play every day always there uh kind of an interesting thing i mean they, they did call him up uh, uh, later in the season, I guess, but he's always really uh, these the Korean hitters are kind of weird to gauge like how they're going to react. They have it seems like um, I get confused about it because they're older, so I think they've gone through this process of 
seeing pitchers and then pitchers figuring out their weaknesses and then uh, uh, you know, them adjusting yeah. to it. And not just Korean, but all any anybody that comes later in life from the uh, Asian baseball leagues. Um, now, some of them don't have it. Like Otani is George, he's Babe Ruth, so he doesn't. Right, yeah. I was going to say George Herman Ruth, but whatever. Uh, he, he never had that issue, but everybody else pretty much that's come over has to some degree. So he's having he's on the upside of one right now. Yeah. He had pretty good success the first time he got called up, and then he had a couple of cups of coffee where it was okay, but then he got exposed, okay, then he got exposed. This year he's hitting like 422 against uh, right or left-handed <laughs> pitching. You know right. what I mean? Fucking take so that. it's only in 50 at bats, but it, it's he's he's – they, they've used him in some pretty critical situations. He had a couple of big home runs and things like that. He might be a guy to, to bring over to add some spark. I don't know what his defense is like. I know he's a right fielder by trade, so that makes that means he's better at defense than a left fielder by trade. Right. Um, so, like, Ian Happ, for example, fine defense. I would put mm-hmm. him maybe at or a little better than Rosario, but nothing, that, nothing that's going to blow you away. I'm interested in this Brandon Drury uh, dude mm-hmm. who I have – Maybe watched more than I thought of just because he played for the Mets in 2021. So I've probably seen him play a fair amount, but you never hear about him. He is having a really fucking good year. All the, It's also, and it, it's kind of his second year in a row where he's really good, although he only, the problem is he only played 51 games last year. Yeah. His WRC Plus was 114 last year. That's great. But all the other years, he's been terrible. This year, though, Drury, who is a left fielder, can also play second base a little bit, I think. Well, he, he plays third base as well. Yeah. Like he's he's a natural third baseman. He's played a lot of second base for the Reds. He's played uh, not this year, but in the past, he's played uh, some outfield. So he's a pretty dynamic player. He's also got good pop. He's got twenty home runs, or he's got nineteen home runs already, and a five fifteen slugging percentage. Yeah, so he's uh, you know he's a gap to gap guy. Yeah, I think in Great American, you know, you're going to get quite a few more uh, uh, dingers than you probably would elsewhere. Uh, yes. And I think he has taken advantage. I think his home for sure road splits are pretty, uh, speak to that. Yeah. He's not, uh, uh, like right now he's on pace for 30 home runs. He's more of like a 20 home run guy probably. Uh, but he's a 20 home run, 30 double guy. So uh, yeah, would definitely be a good addition to the team just because of his, um, you know, he can play, he plays first base. He plays third base. He plays second base. Um, and he can play, at least left field. I don't know. I, I doubt he could play right field. Um, but no, he can play he's, left. He, yeah, he's competent in left field. I mean, he, yeah. So the home run thing with him, not he's it's definitely doing better than he usually has. But mm-hmm. like last year, he slugged four seventy six. He clocks in a four forty seven and four fifty eight back in Arizona back in the day a couple years ago. So I mean, like he makes good contact for mm-hmm. sure. Like he makes hard contact, so on and so forth. I'm. It's interesting to see. Like I, there's not a ton of great right-handed options that are at least being talked about now. Anthopolis, you never know. Yeah, who knows with him? He may pull some something out of his ass. But no one was talking about trading for Jorge Soler last year. Yeah, uh, Peterson was uh, on the. That was a. He's piece. always on the block. He's been on the trading block since like 2018, basically. Right. But the other ones. Uh, Duval and Soler, not so much. And then who is the four? Rosario. Nobody was talking about Rosario either. Yeah. Well, he was. Uh, he was hurt. He was hurt at the time. But yeah, it's. Um, we'll see. I, I'm still not sold on Rosario, to be honest. It. He is. Uh. Yeah. It, it, he is the type of dude you watch. Where and again, I love Eddie Rosario. Talk about highlights. I'll fucking watch forever. Him just murdering the Dodgers mm-hmm. last year. But uh, 
he is kind of like a dude you watch and you know you just kind of constantly feel like i don't buy this like yeah he, even yeah. when he's crushing it you're like i how it seems like um it, it it seems like good physical talent and not a lot going on upstairs that's kind of how it seems to me because i see when i see him do the right thing i'm like yeah you made a good decision it's never his athletic ability that fails him it's always bad decision making mm-hmm. like swinging at shitty pitches or taking good pitches or actually you want know, I don't know if this was balls. I mean, you know, bravery and stupidity, it's mm-hmm. a fine line, right? Um, when he tagged up last year in the NLCS yep. from first to second, mm-hmm. all that, I mean, if that throw had been online. Yeah, he's fucked. Well, he, we're fucked. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's interesting. He's, uh, but he, it, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sold on him. To be honest, if, if, if <laughs> it's not going to happen now because the Giants are doing well, but it would have been nice to have. It would have been nice if the Giants tanked before the deadline so we could get Jock back. Jock has cooled off quite a bit. Sure, but it, it like it's coming it's about his time of year, you know True. what I mean? Yeah, and he doesn't every cool. single fucking year he does this shit. He He's doesn't like, cool off in October. No. Um, um I think what happens is I think pretty much we can forget about a starting pitcher. Again, but again, well, I don't know that there's anybody out there that's worth making the kind of deal that it would take to get them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it would be one thing. So if they're talking to, uh, if they're talking to Luis Castillo and and he's and the, and the conversation is it's going to take these elements from the major league level or minor league level to get him or a future trade pick or future uh, uh, draft pick or whatever the fuck, and then. You know, you start having a conversation with him and be like, "Hey, as soon as this trade is done, we want to sign you to a five-year deal." Yeah, and he's not open to that. Then I don't make that deal, right? Because um, unless it's just like to be honest, if, well, if it was like Tucker Davidson or Kyle Muller or somebody like that, dudes who routinely have been in the major leagues and have posted like mid-four ERAs, we don't have time for that shit, right? Right? Like yeah. that—that's a dude that belongs on the Reds. Yeah. So. If they want to take those dudes and we get a rental out of it, I'm fine with that, uh, especially if it if it puts us in a good spot to get another chip. But otherwise, not trying to clear out what is already a pretty exhausted minor league for a rental that's gonna like for so Grissom, fuck no, uh, Schuster, fuck no, Tarnock, fuck no, none of those dudes would I trade for him even and, straight up. And that's also like kind of it. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. We don't. I mean, we did restock pretty well. Mm-hmm. In this draft, but, but they can't trade any of those dudes until the end of the year, right? And also, it's just like they're they're real low. You know what I mean? So the farm yeah. in the meantime is, yeah, it's it's gas. It's exhausting. But they're they're kind of uh, they're heavy on the top end for major league ready people that are going to be either uh, uh, non starters or back of the rotation guys. I mean, they have. Muller and Elder and Anoa uh, uh, and all like there's a they have plenty of dudes that could play Major League Baseball right now for mm-hmm. sure. And what's funny is uh, people talk about I read this a lot when they talk about AAA teams. It's mm-hmm. like one thing to remember. It's like yeah, when they make these trades, like they have to keep in mind that those minor league teams have to remain uh, viable sporting units. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they can't just like gut everything and be like oh fuck it, move up some Double A guys or something yeah. like that. And with the Reds, I mean, with the Major League team, it's the same way, too, right? Like, you don't want to be a fully AAA fucking team. Like, you need to be at least working towards something. And I don't know yeah. that they would feel that way if they just, I don't know, ran Muller and Elder out there for two years or something before 
Yeah. I mean, you know, it would be uh, an upgrade for the Pirates. Like our yeah. our our top three triple AAA starters. Actually, all five of our triple A starters now because Freddie Tarnock is up in triple A now. Jared Schuster just got moved up as well. Uh, so the guy we talked about this about a month ago. Some of these prospects. Um, these guys are getting pretty close to being ready to be in Major League Baseball. So uh, Tarnock came up about two weeks ago. He started two games, um, and he's got a three thirty-eight ERA at AAA, you know, looking good. His whip is like 1.03. And then Jared Schuster just came up. He had his first outing at AAA. It was like five hits, two runs, nothing major, I think. Yeah. But – these guys are on schedule for next year, actually. Now, I thought it may be mid-next year to end of next year. They're, they're, it, it, they're on schedule as starting pitchers to be ready by next year. Now, if you, were in, if you were in a conversation with a guy like Castillo, who's 29, I believe, he'll be 30 by, uh, by the end of the year, for a five-year deal, <clears throat> four-year deal maybe, right. right? Then I'll give up one of these dudes who – for the Reds would probably be in their rotation next year. That's fine. Um, but, you know, AA knows what he, he makes pretty good decisions about that stuff. Like, I, uh, what's that dude's name that we traded last year? Bryce something or other? Wilson. Wilson, yeah. That dude's it's on the Pirates now with a five ERA. Right, like, getting eight up. Yeah. I mean, we traded him for not much. That was for Rodriguez, I believe. Yeah, but if that had worked out, that would have been good. But right. the the just as a reminder to the – Fans, Rodriguez is one of the guys whose spin rate went down like by eighty percent when the the sticky stuff yeah. got banned. So, uh, yeah, that's that's something else. But we'll we'll see. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know that I don't know that there's a player out there to your point other than Soto or Otani, for for example, uh, who who would be worth cleaning out what little remains in our farm system. Now, the Otani situation is really interesting because. Um, when asked about the trade deadline last night, um, Otani said the following, regardless of where I'm playing, I'm going to give it my all and try to win the ball game in front of me. I'm with the angels right now. And I'm very thankful for what they've done. I love my team and teammates right now. I'm an angel. That's all I can focus on. That sounds like a dude that's about to get traded to me. Um, so I and who is also very okay with being traded. I was about to bring that up because it's what Otani is trending on Twitter right now. MLB Network said that this was a – and the Angels are listening to offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone said they want the top four prospects, basically. Worth it. This is what they have – what MLB Network has suggested the Braves could do to get Shohei Otani. Now tell me if you would do this. Mm-hmm. We get Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. The Braves send Kyle Muller, Braden Schumach, Shoemake, whatever. The short stuff. Yeah, those are two guys we've moved on from, by the way, because Grissom is behind Shoemake. Yeah. And he's going to beat him out. He's mm-hmm. a better player. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Yeah. Michael Harris. Michael Harris, second. Yep. And Spencer Strider. Uh, no, they have Kyle Wright. <sighs> That's even... No, I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that? No. I think... I would maybe be more okay with sending right than Strider, but maybe I'm just in love with Strider. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, yeah, certainly that, but I'm not I'm not willing to give up Harris in any deal. I think... That would be a huge fucking mistake. So, you know, it's nice. You do get two players out of Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. However, your outfield 
defense in particular regresses back to like dog shit. Yeah. Like he doesn't play he doesn't play the outfield well. Otani? Yeah. Certainly can't play and, center. And you're not going to let him either because you don't want to – what would be the point if he's going to pitch? You, like you can't put that kind of strain on his legs. So then you're looking at an outfield where uh, Acuna pretty much has to move back to center field. Which we don't want to do. And then you jam up the uh, DH spot where you're currently rotating Marcelo Zuna and William Contreras. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't, that's not a good deal for me. So – like no, I would not make that trade. Do you maybe try to add in, try to get someone who is a uh, defensive specialist from them? Looking at their outfield, obviously Mike Trout plays center field. We're not yeah. going to get him. Um, are any of these other dudes good at defense? Taylor Ward uh, and and competent like replacement level with the bat. Taylor Ward, Brandon Marsh, or Magnuria Sierra, <laughs> like. I don't even care to be honest, because I wouldn't do any of that. What like I if Harris if, is not just playing defense, he's crushing the ball. Yeah, he's uh, so Harris is on pace. I think let me check. I looked the other day, so he's got two point two WAR right now in fifty four games, which means he's on pace for about a four wins above replacement season in about uh, eighty five games, give or take mm-hmm. uh, ninety games maybe. So you extrapolate that out; it's a seven WAR season pace he's on. And one, he's 21 fucking years old. So if you take the value of uh, Otani stretched out over the next, let's call it fucking 10 years, right? Right. Which is how long you should expect Otani to remain in Major League Baseball, probably. That, I mean, he's 28. Yeah. So, and. But he's doing, a, he's putting a lot of miles on his body right now. I think 10 years is about the outside max for him. To be I'm saying that's the hard, yeah. that's, that's a dream, yeah. actually. I so, think you're getting, because think about this, too. Last year was the first year he stayed healthy the entire time. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. is, is on track to do it again this year, mm-hmm. but uh, 114 games in 2018. That's, I guess that's fine. That's his first year in the league. I don't even know if that was an injury situation or if it was just like he didn't play every day yet. I don't remember. Uh, I think they used him. Well, he he had some minor stuff. Like he would get a dinged up foot at the plate, and they wouldn't let him pitch. Yeah. for a while. So it's kind uh, of like that. The next year, though, one hundred and six games uh, in twenty nineteen. Uh, there were injuries there. I suppose he more or less played a full year in twenty twenty. Forty six games uh, out of sixty. Um, and then yeah, last year he played a full season, one hundred fifty eight out of one hundred sixty two games. He's played ninety six games so far, so that's all fine. Um, but I mean, and God, dude, like, yeah, he was the MVP last year for a reason. Good Lord. 46 home runs, 26 stolen bases, sure. 100, 103. R- I mean, he had five wins above replacement just with hitting. Yeah. Five hitting and then four pitching. So that's nine. But let's say his, if, if you take those back end years and any potential injuries into account, you're talking about, uh, if you're lucky, eight to ten years of seven wins above replacement, and then you juxtapose that against a guy who's doing that in his rookie season at 21 years old, and who you have under team control for a while, uh, and who also is an elite defender at a fucking prime defense position, there's no fucking mm-hmm. way. There's not a player in Major League Baseball that I would trade uh, for Harris. For right Harris, now. not like straight up. There's no player that I would trade because there's nobody else who stays. Like it would be Trout. But he can't stay healthy. 
Right. Right. There's no other center fielder that hits like Harris does right now, that plays defense like he does right now. He's 21 years old. There's no fucking way no, to trade you anybody can't, for him. Harris is a non-starter. Yeah. I would be more than fine to give up Wright or Strider, but not not yeah. also Harris. I mean, for Otani, because here's the thing, and I actually want to ask you this about the fucking um, Castillo thing, too. How much are you um, on dynasty mode here? Like, are you playing for the next... It's, it's interesting. Like, are you playing for the next 10 years? Or are you playing for the next 20? Yeah, I mean... Because um, nobody really remember Winning a championship every now and then is nice. Like, every couple of years is nice. But, like, people remember... People really seem to chase... Um, you know, like the Yankees situation or the or the right. Giants, right? Like the dynasty stuff, or even the '90s Braves. You know, only won one. People don't really care about winning over twenty years. They want to win. They want a, a really good fucking decade. Yeah, I mean, but the the Braves have never been like that. Yeah, and I can't ex- I can't imagine they're going to start behaving that way now. Um, so you don't think they're going to get all that win now? Um, I mean, you make some moves, right? Like if you know a guy is kind of topped out in his ability and his ability level is good for is, is major league ready, but not for a team that's contending for titles every year, mm-hmm. like t- to trade Davidson, Muller, Elder, and Noah, those are guys that could have good, like two, three runs, two, three year runs of, of sub four ERAs, but probably spend most of their career in the four ish ERA territory. That's a serviceable back of the rotation guy for a, for a mid market or small market team. That's the reality of baseball, right? Right. So, you know, if you want to surrender dudes like that who certainly could help you at some point, but who you know you could leverage for more help now, I think you make that move. But right. For a twenty one year old who is a generational talent, fuck no. And I I would say the same about uh, Strider as well. I would give up right before I would give up Strider. For sure. Yeah, I, I think so too. Even though Wright is like, re- he's a very good pitcher, which is a tough thing to teach somebody how to be, right. especially at his, his, what is he, 24 years old? Or he's some super shit. young, yeah. Um, that's that's tough. He's going to have a great career, but Strider's different, you know. He's uh, Strider doesn't even know how to pitch yet. Yeah, he has no idea what he's doing. He's just fucking going <laughs> wild and, and having great success at it. And to be honest... Like, you'll see a guy do that for a while, and then somebody figures it out, but you can't figure out 100. I mean, it just is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't make that deal. But Would if they, you include I, uh, the shortstop, Vaughn? Vaughn Grissom? Yeah. And if, Shoemake? If you knew you could re-sign Dansby. Like, if they were confident they could re-sign Dansby, do you then? Yes. Yeah, well, because you're going to get another five years of productivity out of him, probably. Right. Yes, and then you can just figure that. it out from there. I think so too. I would. I would happily, if you talk to Dan, be like, "Hey, we're about to get literally at least at present the most valuable fucking player mm-hmm. in baseball. Uh, not just because he has an MVP, but like yeah. he's you're getting two players mm-hmm. literally." I mean, Can I would. We, I would make that part of the thing. I would just resign Dansby Swanson right now. Yes, to keep it. if if you make that move, you got to resign him now, even if it's at elevated from from a uh, uh, qualifying offer. Yeah. Like it's going to be qualifying offer is going to be about eighteen. If you want to go twenty mil, uh, like five over a hundred, or a hundred over five, and, and and lock him into that deal, yeah, I do that. Also, it just gives you well, if you lock Dansby up, it gives you a lot of freedom to operate, knowing that you have two yep. great shortstop prospects yeah. to to for work sure. With. I mean, these are guys like Shoemake is going to be a two 
to three wins above replacement shortstop in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Why are you wa- looking at steak? I know. I just noticed there? that dance. We're trying to fucking do a show. You can't put steak. A- <laughs> you may as well just whip your dick out, start pounding off or something. It's very distracting. What is happening? Get that out of here, asshole. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, you. Shoemaker is going to be like a two to three wins above replacement shortstop. Very quality dude. Will probably be on a good team for some time. Uh, Grissom is going to be like a four to five wins above replacement mm-hmm. guy. So far as we can tell right now, uh, every time he gets promoted, he just does really well. He's, he's learning. Um, pitch selection is actually getting a lot better recently based on the scouting reports I've been reading. I mean, there's, but you never know, right? Are yeah. they, are they going to be the quality of player that Dansby is now? And are they going to have the leadership qualities that he has, which are, and the, that kind of intangible is really fucking important for, a, for right. a team that contends. The Angels know that better than anybody. If you have a fucking guy staring at clouds. Yeah. If you have a guy staring at clouds and another guy who doesn't speak the language, you know what I mean? And I'm look, it's not a fucking uh, a cultural or ethnic thing. It's like he literally can't communicate. He can't communicate with other guys except for by like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. He, I mean, which is fine. He's a great dude, by the way. Everybody, um, Fucking Ben Verlander, I think he and Otani are in some kind of relationship. I mean, I've told Ben before, I'm like, dude, if you don't stop, your wife is going to leave you. Yeah. (laughs) It's getting weird. But like, Ben Verlander has shirtless pictures of Shohei Otani. He's got, he actually had one of those shirts made that says Otani's face all over it. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, he, like, he's a great dude and all, but there's, there are elements to, uh, and they bring Rendon over, right? Who's extremely talented. Even if he hadn't been injured this whole time. Rendon's not the guy that comes over and fucking amps up the clubhouse and keeps all the shit going, right? Sometimes it's Guillermo Heredia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, but you got to have those elements, and the Angels don't. They don't have the culture, and they don't have the elements like that. So when you, if you lose somebody like Swanson, you lose that too. It's not just the performance on the field, right? Right. That you lose. It's something. It's the championship pedigree, I guess, and then the attitude that comes along with that. Uh, so yeah, I would be, even though those, there's a pretty good chance. Or not a pretty good chance. There's a there's a decent chance that uh, Shoemaker will be as good in Major League Baseball as uh, Swanson is. There's a good chance that Grissom is going to be better. Right. But I'll trade that for certainty for certainty for Motani, provided we can keep Harris the personality quality of Dansby Swanson. Yeah. More even more so than just his bat. Yeah. To be honest, honestly, you take Harris off of that list and put two other. Fucking do pretty much anyone else on there. I'll t- I I will give up a lot of the farm for Shohei Otani, yeah. but it's just Harris is like there. There's no depth. There's nothing to replace Michael Harris with. There's nothing in like literally in Major League Baseball, in my opinion. I don't think there's I, other, even Mike Trout because of his injuries. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade anybody for this kid. Not no. one fucking player. Like even so, like you talk about extreme shit, right? Uh people who don't play center field and who you might be able to move over there. Maybe Julio Rodriguez, right? But he's another guy that nobody would yeah. ever consider trading. But uh, if you think about uh, uh, like Mookie Betts, for example, probably still don't make that trade because you lose something in defense. Like Mookie Betts can't play defense like Michael Harris can. No. he's he's And Mookie Betts is an extremely good right fielder. He's probably like in the top five right fielders in baseball. Uh, not including the bat. I'm just mean just like yeah, defensively because yeah. he's got a fucking hose and he makes good decisions out there. But uh, 
wouldn't make that trade either because of the posi- the premium position that he plays. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't trade a shortstop for a second baseman. Right. You just don't do it. Yeah, it'd be way different if it were talking a right fielder or, or certainly yeah. left fielder or something like that. Uh, real quick, let's get some ads before we keep going. Do you love sports? How about making money? If you answered yes to either of those questions, then MyBookie.com is the place for you. Not only does betting with MyBookie.com make every game more exciting, but when you sign up using the promo code Bros, your first deposit is instantly doubled up to $1,000. With thousands of bets to make on all your favorite sports, there's no shortage of ways for you to win at MyBookie.com. On top of having amazing lines and props, MyBookie is also home to several exclusive contests and promotions that you cannot find anywhere else. They also have a real, live, actual human casino that you can play on online. It's not a sketchy video poker situation. They're actual human dealers. It's pretty fun to play. If you got some money to kick around, it's, you know, it's time to kill. Why not? Uh, I've done it. It's a good time. Get off the couch. Get in the game with MyBookie.com. Turn your love of sports into your new side hustle. Head to MyBookie.com today. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS uh, to get your first deposit instantly doubled up to $1,000 and start winning today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. Next up, Brian Snicker gets his 500th win as a big league manager. How would you rate his career so far? Um, I would say it's good. I, I, you know, being able to win a championship. Look, if if uh, I feel like um, last year, you got to give a lot of credit to Alex Anthopoulos, obviously. Um, but you know, there's something to be said for not fucking up. What's right. working as well, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, the interesting thing to me about baseball is that it seems like the the manager still makes, uh, and it's it's the case in all sports, but it seems like the manager still makes most of the primary bullpen decisions. When in football, if you have a good coordinator, that's the person calling the plays. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how that works in the Braves organization. I don't know, even back in the day with Mazzoni, uh, who's one of the more respected pitching coaches in Major League Baseball history. Presumably um, a future Hall of Famer. I don't probably, think he is yet. Yeah. Um, the, the Veterans Committee will put him on at some point, yeah. Um, but even then, I don't, I don't know what his role was in influencing. Like, I'm sure Bobby asked him about stuff. I mean, he was Bobby's right-hand man. Yeah. I mean, he was, he, he was effectively the bench coach as well, yeah. But yeah. I, I don't... What I don't know is with because uh, I see some questionable moves out of Snitker, and he's the one. I, I think it would be interesting for a baseball team, and some some have actually done this before. But I think it would be interesting for a baseball team where it's the pitching coach who goes out and changes pitchers and not the manager because mm-hmm. that's kind of your job, dude. Right. Uh, you we've seen it before with a couple of guys. Um, the only I guess the only difference would be why the manager goes out there is that it's the decision's already been made, so he's there to handle like the personality of it. Yeah, maybe, but I mean I feel like um in like if you go to a uh the practice field and professional football team getting ready for, for the week, um when you have strong coordinators, like on the Patriots, um you wouldn't necessarily see Belichick nosing in on the offense mm-hmm. because uh what's that fat fuck's name that went to notre dame after charlie um, weiss charlie weiss yeah charlie weiss would have been like hey bro got it yeah fuck out of here but you know not everybody's built that way either so you might be you might be excellent at managing the personality and 
workload and and training regimen of your bullpen or your pitching staff and not necessarily be the guy who hypes them up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And maybe that's the manager. Maybe I don't know. I, I just I think it would be interesting to see that because that's kind of been the rub on Freddie Gonzalez was not a good manager in any regard. Not but, not not in the clubhouse. Yeah, he not wasn't good tactically. At but both Bobby Bobby and Brian Snicker were basically the same dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they iffy on the bullpen decisions. Is he uh, called like tactically mediocre. Tactically mediocre, but beloved and great results. I mean, Bobby Cox is one of like four managers all time who had 600 win seasons. I think it's like Connie Mack, Joe Torre, <laughs> Bobby Cox, and some, and uh, Tony La Russa, I think. Yeah. Are the only managers ever to do that like six times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I mean, hard he, to argue with the results. And there. he's in the 3000, is it 3000 or 2000? 3000. 3000 yeah. club. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, I, th- I think, hold on. Uh, no, maybe it is. I think it might be 2000. Um, but I, I really can't remember. Let's see. Yeah, it is the 2000 club. Yeah, he's like 2,500 and 2,000 for his career or something like that. Yes. That right? He has, so Connie Mack has the most with 3,700. Larus is second Christ. with 2,800. Uh, Cox, though, better winning percentage than Larusa and uh, and Joe Torrey, actually. Torrey had some pretty rough years early on with the Braves and shit like that. He, he was the Cardinals manager for the first half of the 90s Ooh, as well. Boy, yeah. that's rough. Uh, but yeah, though, I mean, like you're talking about. Snitker basically emulate he they they chose him because of how much like Bobby Cox he was yes hundred um, percent so and and obviously it paid pretty much immediate dividends not only like forget about the fact that he <clears throat> uh, has a World Series now but he also took he 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 rehabilitated the attitude of the team the clubhouse attitude from the damage that Freddie Gonzalez did not that Freddie mm-hmm. Gonzalez was a fucking lunatic or or anything <laughs> right but he just wasn't he's not a good manager he's probably a great coach not a good manager and the same uh, well thing, he was a coach for bobby cox yeah i think the bench coach or something yeah. like that but you think about i think about uh like wash great he wash might be the best coach i've ever heard of in major league baseball i tweeted as as being a manager not sure about that yeah. whole thing i tweeted last year that and i genuinely believe this that ron washington is the most impactful Braves coach of mm. all time or most impactful Braves coach since Leo Mazzoni. Yep. And he's probably second place all time in terms of just coach list. I yeah. don't think Mazzoni's basically impossible to top, yeah. but, but it's hard to look at uh, all that, all that being equal uh, for Snitker. He's won 500 games now. Um, never lost the division <clears throat> in a full year. Yeah. Never lost the division in a full season. The, uh, NLCS in 2020 where he refused to bring back um, Freed. Freed on short rest. That was a huge mistake, and it cost him the series. Uh, the 2019 uh, NLDS, as you have noted here, was... We should have won that. Tac- tactically, we, like, we didn't lose. We put people in a bad position. Mm-hmm. We, we set people up to fail for that one. So, you know, I, I tactically mediocre, but, you know, you, re- you recognize that, and maybe um, he made better decisions... In 2021, he rode the hot hand, no matter who it was. Yeah. Right? Like, if a guy was hot, he brought him back and put him in that position, and that's what you do in the fucking playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's like a hockey goalie. You have the, the top-paid hockey – you have the top-paid goalie in the league, and he goes on a bad run. You pull him and put a fucking rookie in there because that's how it works for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why it works like that. We've seen it a million goddamn times uh, 
over the last like 30 years in, in the NHL. But the same thing is true of pitching, especially in the playoffs. And he did it right last year. Yeah. So maybe he learned. We'll see. This and you year. know what? I mean, the bullpen was excellent last year, although yeah. kind of like magically excellent, as we talked about with Will Smith earlier. Right. But um, he had tough decisions to make in 2020 and 2021 with regard to the rotation because mm. he didn't have a full rotation in either yeah. of those years. Yeah. Kyle Wright, he didn't start that game, but Kyle Wright basically started a World Series game last year. Yeah. as a Because like, he came in with no one out in the first inning and like a guy or two on or something like that. I mean, mm. fucking... He's had to get through a lot. I, I, I love him, and I, I want him to manage until he is ready to retire. Mm-hmm. Like I think we're not going to find a we're not going to find a better manager. I, and I'm kind of I'm kind of out on. There's certain dudes like Kevin Cash and shit like that who are like tactically fantastic and and stuff and have a great front office behind them as well. But like, I don't really want to get cute and try to chase after like the Joe Maddens of the world and stuff like that. No, I would prefer good clubhouse mediocre tactics to the other way around like i if i had to you know only take one strength yeah i mean the rays organization gets a lot of credit for how crafty they are they don't get enough credit for how badly they fuck players over like how (laughs) like especially pitchers how they run pitchers into the fucking ground yeah um that was the thing that really upset me most about gonzalez is that it's one thing to rely on a dude but it's like you ended Venner's career uh-huh. because you mismanaged him like you it's not it's not like um you embarrassed him or put him in a position and he gave up a game-winning home run of the world series and now he's now like that's what people remember about him no you ended his ability to earn money for his family yeah and tampa bay does that on a regular basis <laughs> they they run fucking people into the ground there i would rather have an organization that i can be uh, proud of the way they behave, not just the way they fucking perform. Right. I, I completely agree. Um, last but not least, wanted to ask you, uh, not a Braves question, but wanted to ask you, the front runners for Soto are rumored to be St. Louis and St. Diego. Uh, who would you ra- who? Who would you rather not see get Juan Soto out of those two? I don't believe that he's going to go to San Diego. I just don't believe that. Right. Why? For, for, well, for one, they have a guy locked into a 13-year, <laughs> $350 yeah. fucking million dollar contract already, and the, the word on the street is this deal doesn't get done unless they also take Patrick Corbin for next year, which means they're going to have Soto at $40 million. Mm-hmm. They're going to have uh, uh, Machado, or Machado at, what, $29 million or some shit, and they're going to have... Tatis Jr. at twenty eight million, and then they're going to have fucking Juan or uh, uh, Patrick Corbin at the thirty fucking something million that he's going to get for next year. I think thirty two yeah. is what he's on the books for. No way, you're not spending one hundred twenty million dollars on four players. He, by the way, there's still fifty nine million left on Eric Hosmer's contract. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, there's no real baseball doesn't have a salary cap, right? It's it's bullshit, right? But um. And San Diego's got plenty of money. That's not the problem. But how does this make any sense? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unless one of those dudes is going in the other direction. Like, are they going to trade Tatis for him? Is that even on the table? What would that? What would a trade package look like from right? I don't know. I. I but which which team would be scarier to you to have him? Um. Because for me, I'm the Cardinals. I'm fucking sure. terrified of him being on the Cardinals. Yeah. That becomes a situation where it's like. 
every October, it's a 2019 NLDS. So mm-hmm. get, every October, hands on the knees, God fuck, like you're just, God damn it. I felt that way when Matt Holiday was there, to be honest. Yeah. Like he fucked, he, when he, when he actually came over to, uh, uh, later to Atlanta, um, wasn't the same guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. But when those early, like after he left Colorado and went to St. Louis, he butt fucked us so many times in in serious situations. Uh, towards the end of his career, not so much, but in the what, what when was he there? Like twenty Matt Holiday, twenty ten. I think he got there like oh eight twenty fifteen or something. He got there uh, when I was in college. I remember yeah. my friends mm-hmm. all fucking jizzing their pants over it. Oh nine, that's his first year there. He got traded mid-season. Like, he signed. He left Colorado and signed with Oakland and then immediately got traded. <laughs> of, of course. Uh, but, yeah, man, he fucking destroyed. For some reason, he just seemed to have our number. And then I don't like – I know that the Braves have a history of doing deals with uh, the Cardinals, like sending Ron Gant over there, sending uh, – Wainwright. Wainwright over there and uh, shit like that. But, man, I'm just not – it seems like every time we send somebody over there, it comes back to bite us. And it seems like they are more than even the Mets over the last 20 years. They've been a rival to us. You know what I mean? They are a constant thorn in our side. So we, we beat them in 96, came Mm -hmm. back from a three, one series deficit, pretty crushing for them. And then they have basically owned us in the playoffs, playoffs especially. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see him on that team. I would rather face him in the NL East. Yeah. I mean, because then at least we have 23 chances to beat him. Right. And also I don't, I, I don't trust the Mets to not fuck that up. I don't even trust the Phillies to not fuck that up. Yeah. I assume the Cardinals will get the absolute most out of him. Yeah, probably. And I think uh, San Diego is slowly becoming like the Angels, mm-hmm. where they're just piling oh, yeah. talent up and not performing. Um, I'm fine with him going there. Yeah. You never see him in October. No, definitely not. Uh, but yeah, that's so please God, don't let the Cardinals get him. Yeah. Uh, that is all I've got today. I guess pray we can fleece the angels for Shohei Otani. <laughs> would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd be, I would, again, I think I said last week, I would uh, suck Alex Anthopoulos' dick so hard he'd die mm-hmm. if we got Shohei Otani. So. Suck his dick to death. Yeah. yeah, suck his dick to death. So that's it. That's all I fucking got.